Yo, yo, yo. Back live from the quarantine cave. Um, as you can see, I didn't come up with a better name for it, but whatever. I ain't, I ain't gonna change it right now. When I get some ideas, maybe y'all can shoot me some ideas. I'll be cool with that. So, um, couple topics for the day. I know everybody's seen the murder of Ahmad Aubrey, Ahmed Aubrey, um, <clears throat> and Sean Ross, I believe, the two murders that was caught on camera. One murder was live from a Facebook Live, the guy Sean Ross. Um, the other was caught by one of the suspects in the, um, in the Ahmed case. The Ahmad case. I don't know how he pronounced his name, but for the purposes of this, we'll say Ahmad. Um, but like, it's real terrible right now. A terrible time in the country because we're living in these times where it's okay to just murder a black man in the street, and it's no consequence for it. It's like. You talk to some of these white people and they say, well, he should have just complied. I don't have to comply with people who are not cops. And I don't even have to comply with the cops if I'm not being arrested for a crime. If I'm not under suspicion, then you shouldn't even be saying anything to me. See, we got to get a book. It's a little police board that we can look for all the laws. You can look for your rights. So everybody in the city of Philadelphia, won't y'all just go ahead, look, I think it's called the Police Bulletin Board, go ahead, look up the new laws, see what they changing in the, the community, in certain areas, see what they changing, and just read, that's another thing we need to start doing more, is just reading, but back to these, uh, these situations, and these tragedies, it's getting real hard out here, for a black man, we can't even jog nowhere, without being, under suspicion so they say that this this young man was jogging he does this every single day now mind you this happened two months ago all the details is coming out now because there has been a video release so everything is starting to come out now so the biggest problem with all of this is that we can't live a, a normal life without being hunted. And people keep saying, we're not hunting this. This is a rare. And it's not rare. It happens all the time. And it used to happen back in the days. So it's not rare. So trying to argue with these, with these, with these suspected white supremacists, you can't argue with them. Because... All they do is retort. Instead of them listening, all they do is retort. All they do to me, they're very ignorant of what's going on in the world. And I was listening to something the other day, and they said they did a poll where a lot of white Americans, the middle white Americans, the royal airy white Americans don't think that they're racist. They don't think racism exists because they think that that's just how life is supposed to be. Now, this goes to show you that one, they must didn't go to school or two, they just don't care. They just being ignorant. So 
what what we need to start discussing is we need to stop the marching, stop the protesting. We need to take action. And I'm not telling people to go out there and start acting all crazy and start doing all this this crazy stuff, burning stuff down, shooting people up. But we need to let them know that these type of things will not be tolerated against our people. These actions should not be tolerated. They shouldn't be um they shouldn't be accepted. And we always we got these lawyers, these 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 criminal celebrity lawyers like Lee Merritt or Benjamin Crump. And I just seen how they mishandled the Botham Gene situation or John, whatever his name is. Botham John. I'm sorry. Rest in peace to that brother. But I seen how they handled that case when a brother goes out there and hugs her. Thomas, I forgive you. No, there should be no forgiveness. She took your family member away, bruh. It should be, there is no forgiveness. Why should there be, why, why are you forgiving people that wouldn't think twice and would kill you the same way they killed your brother? They, they, that lady didn't think twice. They gave her 10 years, which she's not going to serve. She might do five and a half years. So what we need to start doing is like putting ourselves in a better position. Putting ourselves in a better position. Um, start reading up on these laws. Start knowing your rights. Start self-educate. Start with education first. Because we have to have knowledge of self first before we do anything. We have to have the knowledge of oneself. And we don't have the knowledge of self. We so enamored with the twerking. We so enamored with the street life, the guns, the drugs. Everything that's counterproductive to what we're trying to do. And I just hear, like, I'll hear these... These so-called street cats, these street niggas that's like, oh, no, um, I, ain't, I ain't shoot no, I ain't, why I'm going after the cops? What I'm going at? They ain't do nothing to me. The same thing that these these people that look like you, they didn't do nothing to you. Niggas is in the streets and y'all killing niggas for nothing. They, they shooting up little kids. Like, every time I turn around, a little kid getting shot. And y'all niggas is the, y'all niggas the same people that shooting little kids. But won't but throw your life away over five dollars or over some drugs or over because you think a nigga got over on you. No, y'all throw your life away for bullshit. But when it come to really throwing your life away and doing something where you can be a hero, you ain't gonna do it because a lot of times, and I tell people this all the time, these these people, these black folks that need to wake up. The reason why they look at the white people as their saviors and that's their daddy, that's white daddy, that's white mammy. The reason why they look at them that way is because subconsciously and psychologically, that's the image of Jesus was white. So they think, oh, no, you can't do nothing to the good white man. The good white man gave me everything. The good white man put me in this position I'm in now. And we gotta unprogram ourselves from that. Like we gotta, we gotta program ourselves to know that Jesus was not white. Whether you're religious, I'm not getting into the religion aspect. Of everything, I'm leaving that at home. This is just 
how you're supposed to look at it. Now, if you read the Bible, the Bible tells you that Jesus is not white. He has skin of bronze. And that's where I'm stopping it. So, when you have a picture of white Jesus, which is the image of them, you start subconsciously and psychologically thinking, oh no, that's my savior right there. I owe everything all to him, which you don't owe him nothing, because that's not Jesus. Even in their book, it tells you what Jesus looked like. And that religion aspect, I'm leaving it right there. But that's, to me, a lot of times why these dudes look at, why these dudes won't go after the white person. Like, they, nobody went after them white people. They want to stand outside their house and protest and march and chant. No, you go after him. And I'm not saying violence, but he needs to know that this will not be tolerated. He needs to know, like, yo, it's repercussions for putting you in, for killing the black man. He needs to know it's repercussions for that. And I just hear a lot of people, oh, no, y'all don't say nothing about black on black crime. That's a myth. If you if you live in a vicinity of black people and you're a black man, guess who you want to commit the most crimes against? A black man. It has nothing to do with, oh, we just killing each other. Black on, There's no such thing as black on black crime. I wish black people would stop using that term. And I wish white folks would stop using that term. There's no such thing. Because I don't hear white on white crime. I don't hear Asian on Asian crime. I don't hear Puerto Rican on Puerto Rican crime. Or Spanish on Spanish crime. I don't hear none of that. It's just black on black crime. Because it's a retort to you telling the truth. About the injustices and the systemic racism. That we face. Just like with the cops. When they killed Sean Ross. For you to kill that man, and they didn't know he was recording probably, but people seen this, people screen recorded this, like they, you actually seen it. For them to sit over top of this man and say, damn, homie, this gonna be a closed casket. Like what type of shit is that to say after you, you just shot a man for running? And I keep telling people, they saying, what you running for? Running is not a death sentence. It's unconstitutional to shoot somebody in the back, especially when they're not a threat to you. It's been unconstitutional since 1985. Look up the case, the state of Tennessee versus Brown. And you'll know what I'm talking about. What happened in the state of Tennessee, a guy broke into somebody's house. The cop told him, halt. He didn't stop. The cop shot him in the back. They didn't fire said cop. Because at that time, he was well within the, his right of the law to shoot that man in the back, which is wrong morally, period, because he's not a threat to you. So my thinking is, well, he didn't know. He didn't know the the um, what halt meant. A lot of people don't know what halt meant. You ask the average, the average everyday black person what halt mean, they don't know what that means. You tell them to stop. Just tell them to stop and arrest them. There's no need to shoot somebody if they're running away from you. And it's just like... It's just horrible. No, my bad. It wasn't Brown. It was Garner. Um, Tennessee versus Garner, 1985. And just to give you some background on it, 
Um, so his name was Edward Garner. I'm sorry about that. Misspoke. His name was Edward Garner. So like I said, um, he was shot in the back, no less. But it's been unconstitutional since 1985 to shoot someone in the back. And he's fleeing. It's unconstitutional. It says here that Tennessee versus Gardner is a civil case in which the Supreme Court of the United States held that under the Fourth Amendment, when a law enforcement officer is pursuing a fleeing suspect, the officer may not use deadly force to prevent escape unless the officer has probable cause to believe that the suspect poses a significant threat of death or serious serious physical injury to the officer or others. It was found that deadly use of it was found that use of deadly force to prevent an escape is unreasonable seizure under the Fourth Amendment. In the absence of probable cause that the fleeing suspect posed a physical danger. So that should let you know if this man is running away from you, what are y'all shooting him for? And then also uh, other reports is coming out that he was tased. So once that man is tased, he's incapacitated incapacitated so why are y'all shooting somebody that is no longer a threat to you you just you 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 just shot him and you tased him so it's no point of y'all even to draw a gun and it's just horrible man it's it's horrible out here one of the worst years i've seen was 2016 when all that stuff went down. Terrence Crutcher, Philando Castillo. Um, oh, I forgot the guy's name in New Orleans. Uh, it, it, like one of the, it was a bad two-year stretch. Eric Gardner, Mike Brown, Sandra Bland, um, the other sister in Baltimore that got shot in her house. It was just a two-year bad stretch. Dylan Roof going into the church, killing all these people. And then they really think that we're just, we just, we're tripping is what they're telling us. Those are all isolated incidents. Um, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's, it's horrible, man. It's just a sad day. And the thing about it is we need to stop being, unemo- we need to stop being emotional we need to handle this as if it's war. And I'm not telling people to start going out here shooting cops. I'm not telling people to just start going out here shooting white people. What I'm telling you is, let's be strategic. You can't fight these people on the front line because we're going to lose that fight. You be strategic. So everything has a cause is a cause and effect to everything. Like I said, first, take your money out of their pockets. That's, that's another way you're going to weaken them. Um, take your money out of their pockets. That's a, that's that's one way that you're going to finish them off. That's a that's a good way to finish them off. Um, that's that's one way. Alton Sterling, that's the brother that was killed in Louisiana. Sorry, guys, I was looking that up. I didn't mean to give you a pause. It kind of gave me like a, a, this is like a little test 
a little test run. So this is like my first time doing this. So next time I'll just come with some notes that I write or whatever. And I'm going to try to come at y'all weekly. Like every Thursday or every Friday, I'm going to try to come at y'all weekly with this. I try to build something, man. I try to build a movement. And um, let's get this thing started because it's, it's imperative that we let our voices be heard and that our voices are heard. But we live in a time where they keep telling us, oh, no, racism doesn't exist. And I remember watching this news clip a few years ago, maybe about four or five years ago, when this lady said, I didn't know racism exists until it hit your front door. You didn't know racism exists. Like you, you don't see this stuff on TV, how black people were, are, have the, are, among, are among the highest rates in jail. And then it's not even us being in jail at the highest rates. It's what we in jail for. It's like petty crimes. So niggas that were selling drugs back in the day, because they don't do it no more, they kind of latched on the kingpin status thing. So niggas are serving life for being a drug dealer. Didn't kill nobody, physically kill nobody anyway. And then you got people saying, well, they deserve to be. No, give that, give that nigga rehabilitation, take his money away, give it to the community. Give that, he, he can rehab in jail and come out and tell his story of why you shouldn't sell drugs. Like, I'm not telling you, you shouldn't be sitting in jail for life because you were selling drugs. And see, what they don't get is the white people bring the drugs here. Oliver North, Ronald Reagan, all in the 80s, the CIA. And I'm thinking, like, somebody said something that was real interesting. Ice Cube said this back in the day. We don't have no passports. How are we flying drugs around here? Y'all got the planes. We ain't got the planes. So somehow, some way, their drugs are getting here. You got to look within your government. And the government ain't here to protect us. The government is not here to protect us. The government is supposed to protect the citizens, but they don't. They're supposed to work for us. That's where our tax dollars go. But they have a good thing with the benign neglect so another thing I want to talk about is the benign neglect um, that is a policy that was put in place against black people we're going to give y'all trickle down economics so whatever happens if we give something to the rich people with a trickle down by the time I get to us it ain't nothing so that's called trickle down economics the benign neglect is we'll do as little as possible for y'all we'll let y'all um y'all can continue to blindly vote for these democrats which is crazy and i'm hearing people keep talking about this black this black and brown alliance ain't no black and brown alliance no black and brown alliance we end this by ourselves we have no allies. Keep telling people that. There's no allies. We have, there's no black and brown alliance. We have no friends. And we constantly try to help everybody, but don't help ourselves. We fought for the right to vote. Which was probably the biggest mistake ever. Because 
these these Democrats, they only come around every four years or every two years trying to get you to vote for them. And then when you ask them what specifically they have in place for black people as a community, and I'm not talking about nothing that you've given to minorities. We got to get out of this bag of the minority and the people of color. No, we need to separate from that. Because once they say minority, that means all the minorities, which is the gay community, the white woman, the the Latinos, the Asians, the African immigrants, the Jamaicans, the Haitians, all of them. And there's no not to none of the, the African brothers and sisters, the Jamaican brothers and sisters, and the Haitian brothers and sisters. But we need this by ourselves. We need reparations. And everybody get mad at us for talking about reparations. What do y'all keep talking about reparations for? What do y'all keep mentioning that for? It's not possible. No, it's very possible. The Jewish people got their reparations. The Japanese people got their reparations. And a whole list of other people got reparations. But see, the problem was once they killed Lincoln, that 40 acres and the mule went out the door. Because at that point in time, they freed the slaves. But I think Lincoln's vice president, which they automatically put into office at the, he was murdered. And I'm not giving Abraham Lincoln no credit because he was just as racist as they are. So he freed the slaves. The, the slaves was freed because of money. That's how the Civil War started. But I'll get into that in another episode. But we had a deal on the table where we was every slave was supposed to get a hundred dollars in land. The Indians was supposed to give us that. They never did. The American Indians, the Native Americans, were supposed to give us that. They never did. They had a treaty with, I think, was it the Confederates? I know the Indians had a treaty with somebody where they would hunt us down. And if they killed us, it was $100. They brought us back alive, it was like $25. If they brought back our scout, it was... um, $200 or whatever the case may be the skin and it was just bad so that's what I'm saying we've always had people go against us but we always embracing everybody with open arms which is wrong we should not be looking at these people we they separate themselves from us we need to separate ourselves from them we need to stop patronizing these the, the, the Chinese stores and the poppy stores stop patronizing them we won day away from shutting all of them down but I heard something that was real interesting too about us being a food desert which we are and it's close because the Chinese store you go there you get a platter for six dollars why am I go get a platter why would I go to the store and go get some chicken some chicken wings that's nine dollars when I can save three dollars and just get some fried chicken from the Chinese people with some fried rice and a drink for six or seven dollars why why would i spend 10 or 11 dollars on a whole pack of chicken it's food desert we're malnutritioned they talk about us so badly but they, like our hoods are horrible as far as nutrition goes every corner there's a chinese store every corner there's a poppy store every corner there's a deli you don't see none of this in the suburbs 
you got your mom experience in the suburbs and you might got two or three Chinese stores up there. But you don't see a whole bunch of Chinese stores in the suburbs. Certain parts of the city, like University City, where my mom lives at, which used to be West Philly, they shut them Chinese stores down. They're not they're not patronizing them. There's a bunch of white folks around there. They are not patronizing them. But we need to realize, and, and another thing is we gotta get on cold with each other. Just like the white people, whether that white person is right or wrong, they on cold. Just like they on cold with those two guys that murdered Ahmaud Aubrey. They was on cold. There's no reason why two months later, because y'all got public pressure that these people was charged with murder. Two months later, y'all charged them? No, they was on cold. They protect their own. That's one thing we don't do. The most thing we do is we do change. Y'all need to stop the black on black crime. Yo, come on with that, man. I get so tired of hearing about this black on black crime. No, how about we all get on the same page? How about we stop fighting amongst each other? We get in line and we we become a force because once we become a force, they can't stop us. It's what you don't realize is the white person, white people may be a majority in America, but they're a minority around the world. And that's when we need to start realizing, man, we are so powerful. When the Africans come over here, the Jamaicans come over here, the Haitians come over there, they tell them, do not deal with the black man. He's lazy. He wants something from nothing. And he don't want to work for what he got, which is a lie, man. They come over there. They always talking about when the Africans came over here, they made something. Yeah, they made something out of nothing because they're giving them something. A lot of these people is living tax-free. A lot of these people get stores. We can't even get stores in our neighborhood. Because if we go there, they're not going to give us a business loan. They're not giving us a business loan. We got to do everything from the muscle. We got to have collateral to get a business loan. But not with the not with the immigrants. They don't have to, they don't have, to have no uh, collateral. Oh, no, we can just give it to you because as soon as you start acting up, we can kick your ass back over to your country. That's that's what it is. They can just kick they can just kick your butt right back over to the, where you at, where you from. They can um, uh, deport you. Not with us. They can't give us that type of thing, because at that point in time, we, I, you know, I'm taking I took real estate classes. So I'm reading up on all these laws and stuff. And it says that you're not supposed to openly discriminate against people. They don't openly discriminate against you. They just don't give you the loan. But you can pretty much figure that they're not going to give you the loan because you're black. But you have to somehow prove that. All they can do is say, well, he didn't have the collateral. I don't think that he's his debt. Like if you're in debt, they definitely not going to give you a loan because you might have too much debt to pay the loan back. You know what I'm saying? So. You might have too much debt to pay that loan back. So they're not going to give it to you. They wouldn't do that. So what we got to realize is, too, we got to stop worrying about other ethnicities. We got to stop worrying about them. Stop worrying about them illegal immigrants. They are not our problem. I feel for those families, but then again, you're over here illegally. So what do you expect? But they love to have them over here 
You want to know why? Because they work for cheap labor. So you see all the, you know, you see all the Mexicans over here. They working for cheap labor. They'll do the jobs that some black people won't get up and go do. We need to start doing these jobs. Start. We need to pick up trades. Stop thinking everything is tied to college. Oh, I'm going to go to college. Stop thinking you're going to be a basketball player. Stop thinking you're going to be a football player. Because the chances are very low. It's so many jobs and trades out here for black people to get into where there's a whole bunch of money out there for us, but we so stuck on trying to be a celebrity. That's what the thing is. They've made these celebrities our leaders. They are not our leaders. They are not our leaders. Like, we got to stop looking up to them. We have to stop prompting them up. And we don't prompt them up. The white folks do. Oh, well, look at LeBron. He's almost a billionaire. Look at Kobe. He made six, seven, hundred, eight, hundred million dollars. Look at them. They made it. Yeah, because they are entertainers. We got to stop looking to be entertainers. We got to stop looking up to these rappers. And these rappers, man, y'all can't. And I hear a lot of these, these, these brothers say, oh, well, the rappers did this and the rappers did that. They are entertainers, man. We need to start treating them as such. We need to start treating them as they are. They are entertainers. They are there to entertain us. They are not there to speak up on behalf of us. They are not there to fight our fight because they're the they're the one the, percent the, the that has money. And that's what they keep saying. Well, all of y'all can do it. No, all of us can't do it. Everybody don't know how to dribble a basketball. Everybody don't know how to throw a football or run a football or catch a football. Everybody don't know how to play defense, be a defensive end, or be a cornerback, or be a safety. Everybody does not know how to play sports, and everybody is not athletic. We need to stop focusing on these get-rich-quick schemes. We need to sit down. Come, just sit down one day. Start writing down your thoughts. Even if it's even if it takes 25 minutes of your time, just write down your thoughts. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. And then you bring those thoughts together. We need something to chase. We need a goal to chase. Because if we just chase and trying to be basketball players, trying to be rappers, I realized a long time ago. Nine times out of ten, the chances of me being successful, a successful rapper is very low. Me being a basketball player was low. Me being a football player was low. All that stuff was low. So, what we need to start doing is we need to start putting ourselves in better positions. Stop trying to sit at the table with these people and build your own table. That's our problem. We keep trying to go to the table. And I heard this from the likes of Steve Harvey. I'm just in here trying to talk to the president. Y'all could have talked to Obama too. All these the, the Kanye Wests of the world. Y'all could have talked to Obama too. But y'all didn't. The reason why he don't like Obama is because Obama called him a jackass. Which he is. I agree with Obama. And I'm no Obama fan. I believe Obama was just a face. A symbol for us. To say that, oh, yeah, you you a black man. You could do whatever you want to do. He didn't do nothing for us. He didn't do no good or bad for us. And and he's like some type of god in the black community. As soon as you talk about Obama, no, he was this, he was that. And you can't, you if you tell them to give you a print out of all his policies that he put in place and circle the ones that has helped us, 
They wouldn't even know. The only good thing he did was unemployment. He kept extending it. It was like two years. It's the only good thing he did. And he got this... I'll give him credit for getting the economy out of where it was at. But for black people, he did nothing for us. Anything he did maybe was a sprinkle down. They didn't put no money into our educational systems. They didn't put no money into our inner cities. They didn't do anything. No money was allocated to the education system. No money was allocated to the inner cities. They shut down all the rec centers. And we just didn't, like, when I was growing up, all the rec centers was open. We had all type of football teams, all type of basketball teams to keep these kids off the streets. And Pennsylvania opened up a prison. I don't know if it was 2016 or 2017. They opened up a $400 million prison. But in 2013, they shut down 32 schools. So that's the that's the school-to-prison pipeline that everybody talks about. Nobody talks about that. And um, it was it was a saying. I got to look it up. But I don't know what it said verbatim. But it was saying that he who builds a school will be successful. He who closes one will be evil. Something like that. But they closing our schools. And the first thing, and I, I see all these little black, these little black democratic pawns. I see all of them. They sitting on the table. All they talk about it. No, we need to give money to the HBCUs. No, how about giving money to the education systems and our public school systems? How about giving money to them so these people can go to these colleges? You just, uh, Oprah, she done donated tens of millions of dollars to the, uh, to the, um, to the black colleges. No, how about donating to the public school systems so these kids can think and dream of going to college? Because without these public schools, we can't go to them colleges. That's why I said I don't care about them giving money and resources to these black, these HBCUs because we don't go there. I, it, it was a, um, it was a, uh, it was like a little, um, it was like a meme, and it was basically saying. Oh, you gotta have your master's degree starting salary at $20,000, $28,000. Now, at my current job, I make way more than uh, $28,000. And all I got is a high school education. I got a, I got an Act 235. I'm about to be a licensed real estate agent. I didn't go to no big time colleges for none of these. You don't have to be smart to make money and that's what they tie everything to you go to college you get a degree you do this you do that i'll tell you right now i a social worker how much money is a social worker really making but that's a four-year degree come on man i know plumbers starting off with 65 65 dollars an hour plumbers they're making more than these social workers a person that went to school and got a degree versus a person that went to school and took a trade up Cause he can open his own plumbing business. A social worker can't open their own practice. You gotta work for somebody. Oh, you can work from home from a computer. A plumber, I'm always needed. An electrician, I would always be needed. A contractor, a carpenter, I'm always going to be needed. So we gotta, we gotta like pick our battles wisely. Choose our battles wisely, man. Stop thinking that college is the end-all, be-all, and that validates you because you got a master's degree. No. You gotta stop that. And and I, I wanted to t- touch on politics real fast. I wanted to 
touch on that. And I'm sorry, this is my first time, so I'm trying to trying to go all around the world in these subjects. But next time I come more prepared, I'll write something down or whatever. So, but to touch on politics, the biggest myth in the world is if you vote Democrat, everything's gonna be all right. Like the last two, the last, the last since Trump been in office, going on four years, the last three and a half years, all I've heard, we gotta get Trump out of office. Trump is this, Trump is that, Trump is this, Trump is that. Yes, he's a very much an asshole. He's nowhere near a politician. He should not be in the position he's in. But all of these are things that do not make me not, that do not make me want to vote for a Democrat. You can't tell me just because he's an asshole and he speaks his mind and he does whatever the hell he wants to do is enough reason for me to vote for a Democrat. A Democrat that brings nothing to the table for us. If you want to, if you want our vote, you need to come sit down and let's talk. This is what we need. We need specific things for our vote and not add anybody to the mix. Don't say black and brown. Just say black people. I'm tired of this black and brown. What we need is to sit down, start sitting down with these politicians and start asking them, what are you going to do? for black people we need reparations we need better school systems we need better health care and to me health care should be the last thing on the list but we need better policing because if a cop comes here and I was told this a while ago a, old, a, a smart old head told me he said, the reason why these cops don't kill these white boys is because they look at them as their brother, their sister, their wife, their daughter, their son, their uncle, their dad. They look at them as such, so they don't look at us like that. So once they see us, they see danger. They see suspicion. We could just be walking down the street. I'm, I was going to work a few weeks ago. The cops is riding behind me for no reason. I'm going to work. I'm an essential worker. So-called essential worker. I'm going to work and they riding behind me. Just because I'm outside. I clearly had my badge showing and I had a bag of lunch. So, we need better policing. We need to police our own neighborhoods. Like, start start smacking these little niggas up that be out here shooting everything up. Start smacking them up and letting them know. Start taking their guns. And they told me how these niggas be getting illegal guns. Da, 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 da. Straw purchasing. That's how they get the illegal guns. Yeah, that too. And <laughs> they're dropping a barrel of guns everywhere. I remember hearing this story in Chicago. The, the brother said that it ain't no gun stores like in the city of Chicago, you have to go out to the suburbs to go get guns. He said, but somehow, some way, there's a barrel of guns in the middle of the street. He said, yo, it's not adding up. And this is what I'm saying. The first thing that these Democrats lead with is health care and gun control. Oh, and we'll get some money to the HBCUs. I don't want that. Scratch all of that off the list. I want better school systems and I want reparations. Y'all got to give us something for the pain and suffering for the last 400 years. 
And if y'all not talking about giving us reparations, if y'all not trying to get our vote with doing something tangible for black folks, then you don't get my vote. I'll sit home. And I keep hearing people say, no, that's not good. Don't sit home. No, I am going to sit home. I'm definitely going to sit home. Because we vote blindly for these Democrats thinking, oh, no, they got our best interests at hand. They don't have our best interests at hand. They don't do nothing for us. All they give us is a bunch of pipe dreams. <laughs> so Joe Biden got this whole the lift every voice and the lift every voice agenda, whatever that crap is. I didn't even read it. But the first thing they mentioned, we're going to give money to the HBCUs. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that. No. No. I don't don't give money to the HBCUs because if the school systems ain't up to par, we won't make it to the HBCUs. And nine times out of ten, we don't go to the HBCUs. So let's stop that. We need we need more resources. We need better policing. They need to start giving us business loans so we can start to try to generate wealth because we don't generate wealth the first thing we look at is we trying to get a million dollars that's not wealth a million dollars will go like that in a day no we need to be wealthy so we can pass stuff down to our children our kids kids and their kids kids so we need to our grandchildren their grandchildren their children whatever it, it needs to be a cycle where we know that I know from years from now that my family is always going to be good because I did the things back in the day that I was supposed to do. But man, there's just so much to talk about. And I'm about to end this in about five minutes. But I just want to say, let's get on cold with each other. Let's get on code with each other. And I think that's what I'm going to name this, this podcast, The Black Code. I think I'm going to name it that. I think I'm going to name it Black Code. The Black Code Podcast. But we need to get on code with each other. We need to start treating each other better. And we need to start looking ourselves in the mirror to black people. When I'm talking to black men, I'm talking to black women. As a as a man, as a black man, fuck it. I don't. I ain't talking about no other race. Fuck that. What I'm talking about is, as a black man, you always taught that you're supposed to be emotionless. You always taught that you ain't supposed to show your emotions. Don't show your emotions because that's a sign of weakness. That's not a sign of weakness. I realize the older I got, the more I see how emotional these niggas is. These niggas act like women. They act so emotional. They act like they period on. They gossip more than women do. They pillow talk. And I'm just sitting up here thinking, like, if they would have told this young boy, it's okay to tell people how you feeling at that moment. We we don't tell people how we feeling at the moment. We bottle all this stuff up, and then we get hard. We get numb to this shit. You shouldn't be numb to this shit. And don't ever let a woman tell you what a man is supposed to do. Yes, a man is supposed to protect and provide 
But if that woman cannot provide for herself and she don't bring nothing to the table, what are you protecting and providing? You ain't protecting nothing. You just protecting the shell. She can't just sit there and expect you to be some type of some type of savior to her, and that's what it is. Oh, I, let me go get a sugar daddy. No, bitch, you ain't getting no sugar daddy. You don't need no sugar daddy. Get up off your lazy ass. Go get a job. That's what that's what a lot of these women is looking for. They looking for some savior. No, a woman should be able to provide for herself, and whatever a man adds to her is a luxury. It's a plus. If a man see your hustle and he see how you do things, he naturally gonna take care of you. He's naturally gonna make sure that you're okay. He's gonna naturally protect you. But you got a lot of these black women out here following these feminists. Oh, I don't need a man for nothing. How are we gonna procreate, baby? I need you and you need me. We need each other. Together we're a force. And there's some type of disconnect between the black man and the black woman that the white man started. So he'll tell the black woman, oh no, you're the backbone of the democratic community. you That's what the Democrats do. They do the divide and, divide and conquer tactic. They tell the black woman, oh yeah, you the backbone, you gonna lift us up. No other community is their woman the backbone. Their woman is not the leader. They push them, the, the woman is supposed to follow her man. You ain't gotta walk in back of me, man. You walking side to side, baby. We equal. Man, you're supposed to be walking side to side. But as a man, I'm going to lead you to the promised land, though. You're going to follow me, but we doing that. I got your hand, you got my hand. That's how it's supposed to go. It's not supposed to be no woman standing in the back or the man standing in the back. No, we side by side. You're not in back of me. You're on the side of me. We going. We I got your hand, you got mine. We going to the promised land. You know what I'm saying? And I'm and 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 a lot of these black women like to tell a black man what a man is supposed to be. You can't tell me what a man is supposed to be, just like I can't tell you what a woman is supposed to be. We shouldn't be telling each other what the other should be. We gotta come together. I'm the rock, you build on top of the foundation of the rock. I lay the I, 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 I'm the stone, I'm the ground, you build on top of that. We don't build each other up. We always dogging each other. And it go both ways. These women like propping these toxic ass niggas up because they might sling good dick, and that's what it is. That's just how it go. Cause he sling good dick. He's he's the top. He's the top of the echelon. He's this. He's that. But that nigga all the while, that nigga toxic, and his men too. Oh no, man. You know she got good sex. I gotta put her up here, even though she toxic. She bringing you down. Trust me. I've been through this. I've been through that toxic shit. It's not a good feeling. It's not a good look. What we need to do is come together, be partners. Stop, oh, you need to provide for me. No, he don't need to provide for you. You need to provide for yourself. And then once he see that you can, you, you got all the good qualities that he's looking for, naturally he's gonna protect and provide for you. That's natural. That's what a man's supposed to do. Naturally supposed to come to you and provide and protect you. But if all you bring into the table is sex, and you, you're nothing outside of that, that's all I'm gonna look to you for, it's sex. I'm not gonna look to you for anything else but that. And that's what a lot of these chicks, that's all they have to offer is sex. They ain't trying to help you build no business. 
these chicks with these drug dealing niggas, they ain't trying to help the niggas get out the streets because they used to that fast money. No, we got to do better. As a people, we have to do better. But we also, in the sense of us doing better, we got to get on cold with each other. So once we get on cold, we can do whatever we got to do because we'll be the strong black fist that I know that we are. You know what I'm saying? We can be that, but we can't be that if we have each other thrown all the time. If you walking down the street, you ice grilling a nigga, this nigga look just, he don't look like you, but he got the same skin as you. That's, that's, that's your brother. That's somebody that looks like you. We got to start doing how, we got to start looking at each other, how white people look at they, at they people. That's my brother. That's my son. That's my uncle. That's my sister. That's my mother. We got to start looking like at them like that. That's the only way we don't value each other. We put value into bullshit and then the money, the clothes. That's what we put value into because a nigga got on designer. He think that he's the Superman. He's this, he's that. He ain't shit, but a dressed up bum. That's how a lot of them niggas is. All these dressed up bums walking around, walking around with thousand dollar shoes, but they can't even get a bit. They can't go get a $10,000 business loan, but they're gonna spend all their money on them fucking Balenciagas. No. Let's get better. Let's do better. I'm out.